welcome to Star Piece, part of GoCast Podcast, where we get to know your favorite personalities and leaders in the world of Pokemon Go a little bit better. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris. Um, and if you can't tell because you're watching the video version, who's actually speaking? It's me raising my hand. Uh, sorry, Lachlan. But that's my co-host over there. That's Lachlan. Hiya. <laughs> oh, it oh. might be Kyle, actually. Wow, what a curveball. Might be an imposter somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea. Lachlan, though, how are you doing? You can't say just okay. Don't do it. <laughs> um, I am Snorlaxing. Hmm. Uh, is that is that a mood? Snorlaxing? Are you sleeping? I think that's just sleeping or eating. One of those two. Or just I don't see... Snorlaxing, like relaxing. Oh, relaxoing. Ah, yes, the German Solax, relaxo. That's right, that's right, yeah. That's what my hundo um, is called. Okay, well, speaking of hundos, our guest for this episode is none other than uh, David. Also by, goes by uh, the first Hamtaro, or just Hamtaro is my understanding. Uh, has the podcast as the Pokeball Turns, which is, as of right now, I suppose I should say, just have my bases covered, an interview-based podcast. Um, PKMN Stories, which I'm unfamiliar with, but I'm, I'm that's his in-game name. Today. Oh, for real? <laughs> so if he's on your on Pokemon if Go, he's on your friends list, that. it's a different name. Okay, well, we need to fix that. Um, <laughs> and I'm just so excited to talk uh, talk to you about you, your process, your history with Pokemon, and the like. And I'm just assuming that Lachlan is too. I haven't checked, but I'm thinking you're also excited, Lachlan. Is that right? Yes. All right. That's what I thought. Great. Okay. <laughs> I feel like energy. I like energy. I'm trying to All channel right. my inner Texan. There you go. Oh, just say y'all and eat some Whataburger. That's about all you need to know. Ooh, no, that yeehaw was so, it was way yeehaw. too tame. Yeehaw! Ooh, that was good. That's impressive. Let, let me get away from the mic so we're not clipping. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best okay. yeehaw. all right so uh we've got david here today so so david why don't you introduce yourself a little bit um tell us about um i guess uh, the best place to start would be your history with pokemon uh and the the franchise just sort of in general where where is starting at the very beginning it's a very good place to start yeah it's the the very beginning the the dawn of time as far as david is concerned so it was a rainy day on a monday Back in May 21st, 1990. Okay. Um, oh, 90s kid. Difficult. Huzzah. Yeah, I was a nice kid. Yeah. My, my dad brought a cheeseburger to my mother. One, she was uh, giving me birth. And... <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, giving you birth? Forward. Yeah, let's, uh, let's fast giving forward. You breath. <laughs> giving you breath. <laughs> but yes, my name is David. I am the host of As the Pokeball Turns. I am known by many names. Uh, my end game name is Pokemon Stories. Um, I'm also known by Hantaro. And the first Hamtaro is just because, you know, Hamtaro is copyrighted. So, unfortunately, I couldn't claim that. But oh. I'm the one after that. So, Hamtaro may be number zero, but I'm number one. All right. We love yep. that. So, actually, I did want to ask you about the Hamtaro thing. So, are you are you a fan? Uh, yes, I grew up with Hamtaro. But uh, that's not why I have the name, actually. Oh, okay. I, I'm not Dude's familiar a- with that Pokemon. <laughs> they could have been they it's could the, have been it's, pokemon it's the it's the great value version of pikachu think of it that way yep what's a great value oh you don't have a walmart over there that's fine it's where uh people who don't uh, i'm not gonna go there um anyway it's a wall <laughs> <laughs> so hamtaro actually came from when i was 
I'm a, I was a Discord admin. I still am. And the owner of the Discord hated him, Taro. He would, it was a chat going on, and he's like, I really cannot stand him, Taro. Now, me, I'm a bit of a troll. I'm a bit of a, like to mess with people. So I changed my Discord name, or I changed my profile pic on Discord to Hamtaro, and I tagged him as like, oh, so you hate me? I started like that. I, said, I did that. And then he changed my name, and he had it set to where you can't change your nickname on Discord. Mm-hmm. So I was always stuck as Hamtaro. And it just stuck. And that's how my community kind of knew me as Hamtaro throughout the entire DFW Metroplex. They always just called me as Hamtaro. Now, for those okay. outside of the southern parts of the U.S., can you just briefly outline what the DFW area is? Uh, the DFW is the one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the states. It's uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, so it's uh, Texas. Yep, it's like just a whole area of Texas, right? You just it's sort of like when I say Chicago land, it's much more than Chicago, and like DFW is like Dallas and Fort Worth, like that collected whole area, right? Yes, correct. Cool. That's that's cool. So uh, I am also a fan of Hamtaro. I played the the Game Boy games back in the day. I had the theme song memorized. I used to watch the show all the time. And I had been waiting for at least 10 years for somebody else to come across where I'd be like, oh, yeah, Hamtaro was awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody cared about that show. I felt like at the time I was like alone, you know? Really, really good games too. Really, really good games. I loved it too. It felt kind of weird liking it at that age because I just felt like it was more yeah. of a little kids show. But I really enjoyed it. I just liked the idea of yes, Antaro having all these friends. I think it was now, just like so stylized. It was adorable. Yeah. Yes. Now, Chris, since you like Hamtaro, we've got to sing the song. We've no. got to. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, you. If you're a fan, we've got to sing the song for the people listening. I have to recently, this podcast. I have recently tried in a similar scenario when I was like, "Oh, I know the song. I don't remember it anymore." Okay, I'll try to help you out. It's Hamtaro time. Hamtaro. When we work together, it's much better. My best friend. We like sunflowers. He's come from Trump. I am. I'm out after that. I remember the beginning. Thank you for joining us back after the brief copyright interlude that we have just cut out. Hey, that's no copyright. I'm singing it with my own voice. Yeah, exactly. This is Carrie. You tell the happy birthday people that. <laughs> well, they're vindictive. That's a different story. That is true. They have no soul. Yeah, that's right. And no shoes. Well, uh, speaking of of cute animated things, let, let's move away from Hamtaro, even though I don't want to. I would rather kind of talk about that for the next hour or so. But let's talk about Pokemon. So where did your journey with Pokemon begin? Um, aside from the cheeseburger and that rainy Monday, <laughs> uh, where, where are we at the beginning of David's Pokemon journey? So actually, when Pokemon first debuted, I really, I was actually a bit of a hater of Pokemon, believe it or not. <gasps> Whoa. Just, I had no good reason why. I just didn't like it. I just, because it was popular, basically. That's why I said I was a hater at the time. Mm-hmm. I was so bad that I would actually tell on people who had Pokemon cards, they bring them to elementary school. So I was always responsible for people getting their cards confiscated. Because, you know, back in the day, people were trying to bring cards, trade them and all that stuff. So I'd always tell on people. That's yeah. how much I hated it. Now, what helped me was my mom bought me Pokemon Red for Christmas with the Game Boy Color. And I was like, oh, my gosh, why would you buy this for me? So eventually I played and I just became hooked with the Pokemon franchise at that point. I played Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and I really love Bulbasaur. I'm I'm a Bulbasaur fan, actually, believe it or not. Bulbasaur! 
Balbasaur plus Venusaur with the red eyes from Pokemon Stadium. Four. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then I really loved into Pokemon Puzzle League. That was actually one of my favorite games from the N64. Pokemon Snap was fun, but Pokemon Puzzle League was just addicting. And I really would love to see them kind of bring that back in an updated form. Not going to happen probably, but I can dream. So after that, um, of course, Gold, Silver, and Crystal came out. I played those for a little bit. I really don't have much memory of them, to be honest, compared to Red, Blue, and Yellow. What? I really don't. I don't know. I just didn't play them as hard, as heavily as Red, Blue, uh, as Red, Blue, and Yellow because I was more interested in the N64 games and stuff like that. Sure. So I remember like I would choose Chikorita. Chikorita is my favorite from that generation. Yeah, I'm a Chikorita fan, man. I'm, I am sorry to hear hey, that. Look, now, we ha- never had to worry about Whitney, though. So we had that go oh, first. If we're talking yeah. about Gen 2, Chris, I do have to put it on the public record. The first time I played Gen 2, I picked Cyndaquil. I got to the rival battle after Azalea Town and reset my save file and went to Totodile. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. So, so, all right. Because Totodile kept beating me. Common mistake. You know what you did wrong? You, you didn't follow the one rule of getting good. You just had to be better and you wouldn't have had any problems. I didn't have any issues with that's not true. I had a ton of issues, but I powered through. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cyndaquil's dope. But like, Cyndaquil's uh, amazing. At the time, especially on uh, my other copy of Emerald, which I had just got Totodile as well um, from completing the, the whole index. And I was like, hey, for Alligator, we can see his rear end. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> and as That's a kid, that was at. the funniest thing to me. So I'm like, oh, it it let's yes. play a game as Turtledown. <laughs> what was also funny for me is his name because that was before they extended the nickname to past 10. So yeah. they had to take out the O for, for Alligator. <laughs> yes. And I kind of like that this how it's stylized now and it just doesn't have it. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Wait, they didn't add the O, right? Or it's no, still no, it's still for Alligator. Okay. I'll make sure I was like, wait, hold on. They didn't update the name. Yeah. <laughs> Get her done. <laughs> Get her done. <laughs> right. So Chikorita was your favorite for, for Gen 2. Did you venture past Gen 2? Yes. I kept going with the franchise. Now, b- before we leave Gen 2, okay. I actually have still not beaten Red, believe it or not. Red? You still have been beaten Red? Oh, I, I'm on top of Mount Silver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never gotcha. beaten I just, I don't know. I've never been motivated yeah. to do so, but. That Pikachu's a ringer, man. <laughs> I'm. You should not be laughing. That Pikachu will give you level eighty one, man. It's a powerhouse. So, what, what's the team you remember bringing to face uh, Red Ben, Chris, in your uh, original playthroughs? Ooh, in our yeah. original playthroughs, gosh, yeah. I couldn't tell you, man. That was so long ago. I mean, Typhlosion, uh, Lugia, um, Suicune. I know for Hello? sure those three. No, no. Back in the day when you could get both legendaries. <laughs> In the same yeah. game. And like three other ones, I don't remember who in particular, but you know, probably a probably a Caesar. Oh, you've had friends to trade with? Must be nice. Yeah, growing up I made it a, a point outside of Pokemon to have friends. Uh so See, I yeah, when I was playing I through Gen 2, no one around me. <laughs> no one around me was playing Gen 2. They're like, Oh, we're playing Emerald. And I'm like, I have Emerald, but I'm playing Gen 2 at the moment. <laughs> so I could never finish those decks. He cries. Well, well, I, I I think I had Dragonite from the Dratini you get at um, Dragon's Den with Extreme Speed. Yeah, the yeah. game corner. The game corner. Oh, okay. You were like early on in the game. You were um, rich. <laughs> no, I farmed the slots. 
sorry, listeners in Germany, we've just made this episode rated R for 18 plus. Um, <laughs> gamble responsibly. Um, for those who are not in Australia, every gambling ad ends with a, a just a person saying "gamble responsibly." <laughs> every ad. Pretty sure we have something like I think we have in the states there, or I guess maybe it depends on which state. Um, but I know for sure I've heard ones where they have like ads for like if you or somebody else you know has an issue with gambling addiction, and they give you like a helpline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they and never imply that gambling is bad; just that it's those persons, those yeah, individuals' yeah, yeah. fault, and we should get them help. And that's yeah. how they kind of swing it here, I think. Which is yeah, bad. yeah, because I know the, great. I know the beer ones; they have drink responsibly most of the time. Yes. Yeah. 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 So Dragonite Lapras from the den in my brain just broke. It's Azalea Dragon Town. Town. Dragon's so Den. You, you go into the slope poke well to get Lapras. Oh, Azalea Town. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously for Alligator, uh, Lugia Hoo because of course. Um, my original playthrough of Crystal, I actually accidentally KO'd Suiku, so that was a thing. <laughs> I ran out of balls. I didn't know what to do. Hey, hey David, um, after this episode, I'm going to need a new co-host. Are you available? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> if, it's your, if it's your first time playing and you're like, oh, I seen online that, you know, gold, silver and crystal, they all just run away from you. And Suicune did. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's eventually right. found him again and whoopsies. Um, yeah, that one's caught in a bear trap. A different story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't want to stay in the Pokeball, which is, you know, arguably another form of bear trap. And then my favorite team member, which I think everyone should have if they're playing through Gen 2, a Heracross. Oh, yeah. So it's a, a, a good coverage pick for sure. And also iconic. Iconic. The one thing I always loved doing, because I always owned all three, all the games for each generation, I would do like a draft of, I would draft like for the first pick, I would pick the starter and then just try to get my favorite Pokemon from each generation. That was always kind of how I kept each game spicy for me. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, because otherwise it's really easy to sort of just fall into a pattern of like, I know this worked last time, so I'll grab it again, mm-hmm. you know? So, And yeah. then I would play each game like in the best of seven series to see which one would come out on top. It was so, oh, I would get so into it. Then oh, I had my an gosh. announcer voice. Like I really like dived into like letting my mind kind of play these games out like they're like life and death kind of things. They were oh, just is that so what fun. all of those polls were last year for? All right, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Those polls are literally what I did as a kid a lot, actually, believe it or not. I was trying to figure out, like, what are we voting for here? <laughs> so what I what I really like about what you just said, and we're not even there yet. We will get to it. But uh, you have a flair for pr- production um, and, and you have you definitely have the chops for it. Um, so I'm interested in digging into that, but we'll do it at the correct time. But it's cool to hear that sort of touch point early on in life. You were also thinking about, even if it was just for yourself, producing some sort of experience that is uh, additive or supplemental to Pokemon stuff. You know, to be honest, it's kind of cool to have a name. I just thought it was just playing imagination with my head, to be honest. There you go. Hey, I mean, but that's where it starts, right? You know, mm-hmm. performance is just imagining and then projecting that imagination, you know, from yourself to other people. Right. Oh, is that what I was meant to be Ooh, doing? That's deep. I like Yes. That. Yeah. Lachlan, yeah, they didn't teach you that in, in actor school. <laughs> See, I feel like I should have just did theater arts because I feel like I would have been perfect for it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Or, or communicate. What did you end up studying? Uh, social work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that, is that what you do? Yeah. I'm a caseworker. That is so cool. Yeah. That is really, uh, really cool. Okay. 
Well, that kind of helps. That kind of helps me with my interviews, actually. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, because you have to. It's not just like, hey, everybody I talk to wants to be here for this. Like, you have to go uh, be able to have conversations with people that don't necessarily want to interact with you, right? Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. That is. That takes a, it's a very special something. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to dig too much into that because we get very quickly into stuff you can't talk about. So. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Well, probably more stuff that's not appropriate for this podcast. Let's stick oh, with that. Sure. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So Gen Two, we, so Red. What team were you trying to beat Red there, David? I've never faced Red. You I never, never got that I've high ne- in Mount Silver. I've okay. ne- no, I've been. I've gotten all sixteen gyms, but I've never made that trek to go face Red. I've oh, just never okay. been motivated to do it. Gotcha. I was under the impression that you just never beat the the battle but you had maybe attempted it and you're like you know what i don't need this in my life i've never i've never tried to face red i've never tried to make that trek to mount uh silver yeah, yeah, yeah i've never tried silver. to make it yeah. did you uh, go there just for the lavatar and then dip i never caught a calavitar actually i didn't <gasps> catch a lavatar until pokemon go wow nice okay because yeah. right. i mean yeah. i never had that much of, of uh affection for tyranitar at all so I just never cared to try to go for it, even in later games. Yeah. My first game I ever really actually tried for Pokedex was Pokemon Go. And then as a result, Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet, because Go had taught me how to do that or, or oh. care about that. Um, so I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I could live without that Pokemon. That's fine. I don't need Sneasel, actually. I don't. Oh, I love Sneasel. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sneasel, too. But it, it was so late in the game. I didn't have a reason yeah. to go get it. You know, like, I, I just didn't. It was past that, you know, but mm-hmm. okay. So Gen 2, done. Gen 3? Love it. It's one of my favorite. It's, it's, I want to say it's my favorite. It's either Gen 3 or Gen 5. Gen okay. 3, because I love the lore behind Gen 3. There's so much to it, especially with Grudon and Kelger and a lot of the Team Magma and Team Aqua. Like, it's just a very diff- dynamic, a very different type of area for Hoenn. Like you've got the volcanoes, you've got the desert, you've got the deserts, the rainforest, you've got got everything you could ever really want in a Pokemon game in those red, uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. And more trumpets. What? Trumpets? Midi horns. Those games are plagued with midi horns. Oh, okay. It shows how much I pay attention to the music. (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say the one thing I hate about Gen 3, I hate Feebas in those games. You have to, for those who don't know, you have to go on every single tile just to find this little fish. And I spent literally months trying to just find one. So that's one Pokemon I never go catch in Ruby and Sapphire. I got one. I just uh, breeded it with a, a ditto. And I was like, I'm done with it. I don't ever want to try this. Yeah, again. yeah. That that's it. I don't need. I don't need to check these. I can shiny hunt with a ditto if I need to. And then yeah. they're like in Diamond Pearl. They're like, Hello, Feebas is in one square again. Good luck. Yeah. Well, and then they had the worst thing with uh, the trees too. But the the benefit oh, the of Gen Four, the tree, yeah. When no, the honey to... on the trees. Oh, the honey on the trees. Okay. Yeah, they actually wait physical time to do it. Oh no, thanks. But I don't the, think I even the, tried that. The big benefit with Gen Four and its um was the internet connectivity. Like, it was the first generation I completed the National Decks because Gen 3, I didn't have a GameCube, so I couldn't get, you know, Ho-Oh or Lugia or some of the event-exclusive stuff that you guys can occasionally access in the US. And so Gen 4 was when I first completed my National Decks. And I, I still have that save file of Pokemon Pearl with 493 out of 493 on it. And it's never going anywhere. Hmm. That's so good. Sweet. So I that's mean, a good pivot to testament. Gen 4, David. So what are your thoughts on Gen 4? 
So unfortunately, with Gen Four, I started playing it, Unfold, but I went to camp. Huh? Unfold. Oh jeez. Oh god. Unfortunately, so I went on a camp trip, <laughs> and you know we were riding those buses to where they have like the toilet in the back and whatnot. Yeah, like, yeah like, a, like a coach bus. Yeah, coach bus. Yeah. So everybody was asleep. So I was like uh, walking on like the uh, ra- not the rails, but the shoulder rest. Mm-hmm. And the bus, like I'm like on top of them, and I don't really have a way to grip myself. The bus makes a sudden stop, and I literally cartwheel, I guess, in the air, and my DS ends up on the ground, cracked. So I never, of course, at the time, I didn't really have the money to get into the DS. So I never really got to experience Gen 4. So I went back to Gen 3 and played those games even more because there was still a lot of stuff to do, especially when Emerald came out. Or I think Emerald's already out. I'm sorry. Wait. Yeah, Emerald's already out. I was doing Mm -hmm. the Battle Frontier and stuff like that. And then I dove even more with Pokemon Coliseum and XD Guild Darkness. I love those games. I played those multiple times. Uh, with uh, Pokemon, I love the Shadow Pokemon aspect. Unfortunately, it's probably never going to come back to the main series, but I get to relive it a little bit and go. <laughs> especially at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, certainly, especially at the moment. My goodness. Yes. Um, now, please bring the Shadow Lugia from those games, and I'd be in heaven. <laughs> yeah, and that, well, yeah, but then they'd have to do Mewtwo the same way, too, right? Because that Shadow Mewtwo is nuts. Oh, that's true, yeah. But yeah. I don't care more about the Lugia. Me too. The Shadow Lugia looks so, so cool. So mm-hmm. cool. It does. I wish they do more skins like that for other Pokemon. But. Yeah, I I do too. And when uh, Apex was first announced, there was a, a, a glimmer of hope in my head that that might have been what it looked like. But no, I guess none. As I open, opening a, my Shadow Mewtwo Amiibo, Amiibo oh, card. Yeah. Oh, it looks cool. nice. The first print run and only print run of Pokemon Tournament on the Wii U. Oh dang! Rest in peace from the competitive circuit. That game deserved better. It did. Yeah, uh, but Gen Five. <laughs> what about Gen Five? So Gen. 5, well, before we go Gen Five, we how could we can't skip Heart Gold and Soul Silver though? No, we we, we can't. We can't. I'm just trying to get to Pokemon Go. <laughs> 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 but I agree. I mean, I would I would stop anything, even if I like my house is on fire to talk about Heart Gold and Soul Silver because Gen Two is my favorite. So well, we'll blend it with Gen Five because we played both those games. Me and my friends. That's when I finally got a DS back, just because of Heart Gold Soul Silver. Yeah. Me and my friends. My friend he actually hosted tournaments, and that was my first experience of trying to do competitive Pokemon to a degree. It's when I did EV training. I didn't mess with IVs at all because I just didn't want to. But yeah. I did natures and we would battle. And it was a lot of fun just to be able to kind of meet together and actually experience, I guess, the Pokemon games at the time as a friend. Because Pokemon Go ahead and come out, obviously. And I never really had a chance to have that link and live experience with other Pokemon fans. So that always holds true dear to my heart. So yeah. while we're in this brief pit stop, what was your favorite addition to the Johto formula that HeartGold Silver added? Hargold Soul Silver, I loved how they fleshed out the area much more, especially for the Kano side, because Kano was very bare in the original games. I loved how they also added progression for the gym leaders to where you could rebattle them again in the yeah. dojo. And you could kind of see kind of like, what would, you know, at Gold Silver Crystal, you always had to imagine, like, what would be their teams, right, if mm. they had other Pokemon? Hargold Soul Silver introduced the idea of, oh, this is what teams they would have had you face them at a higher level. And I love that yeah. aspect. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, it's part of Pokemon lore, more or less. I mean, like if you look at like the adventure series, right, the comics, the manga, mm-hmm. rather, excuse me, pardon me. Um, 
that uh you know they, they like brock i think the first one was like oh you don't have any badges oh i'll use these two pokemon implying that like if he had had eight he had other pokemon ready for him or sorry seven badges i suppose he mm-hmm. would have had stronger better different pokemon to use and um that was sort of the idea that i kind of operated under because there's no way that a guy with an onyx that's like level 16 and a level 14 geodude are going to mm-hmm. be a gym leader in that world right like yeah, and he gave you the idea of like he's kind of holding back a little bit, and that there are stronger right. Pokemon that he has, and that's what I loved about it. And that's even more with Black and White too. I'm sorry, Black and White and Black and White too, to where it showed progression. It showed Black and White and Black and White too had a time skip, and it showed progression from the original games to even the follow up game. Yeah, and I love that. Those series of games are probably my favorite time in Pokemon, to be honest. But I love that just for that reason, to where the games just progressed. I love the idea of things moving forward. Like even with the uh, Johto, you know, Koga goes to elite four, Janine takes over the gym. Like those yeah. entire games just lived and breathed it. And that's why I loved it so much. And especially I love team plasma. I like the idea behind. They've got you know, the best battle theme of for- any of the evil teams that the elect, the midi yes. electric guitar going. Yes. <laughs> Lachlan, weren't you worried about copyright earlier? Uh, no, fine. <laughs> There's no lyrics for this one. <laughs> There's no, there no MIDI horn. We're in the clear. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's by far the best, like evil team soundtrack, and I think they really perfected the format of the DS limitations when it came to black and white, black two, white two. Like they were mm-hmm. having those pseudo 3D spaces. Like you'd go across the, the drift fell bridge and you're like, oh, and it cuts and you're, oh. and that was yeah. also the introduction of animated sprites more so. Cause before then I think they were just still sprites. So the in time, crystal, that's crystal, what I'm saying. Yeah. Crystal, yeah. emerald, oh, diamond, pearl, platinum, heart, gold, soul, silver. But they were, <laughs> They had more animations in uh, black and white. They had more mm-hmm. uh, variety. They were constantly moving. And they felt alive, even in that 2D space. And yes. there's something so special to that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you had the gym tournaments, too, in black and white, too, to where you could face all the leaders and all the elite fours and all the trainers in a tournament royale, which is great. From all past generations. So yes. you, you could. did you actually battle red in that, at least? <laughs> I don't remember, man. It's been about years ago. Do you I'm think you would have battled Red? <laughs> let's not talk about that this game came out, yep, 14 years ago. Okay, um, all right, anyway. Um. No, 14? That's not how math works. What What year did it come out? Well, yeah, Black 2, White right. 2 was 2012, and Black that's and 11. White was 2011. Yeah, And that's 12. 11, so 12 like years 14 ago, years ago. Yeah, close enough. That's fine. Close enough. So, generation <laughs> six, generation six and onwards, were they were they as exciting for you? I know you said before that your favorite generations were third and uh, third and fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's what's what's up with sixth, seventh, eighth, chopped liver, or just sort of like a different time of life, or or what? They were honestly my least favorites because. Okay. A, I hated how they treated Finnegan, especially its final form, Del Fox. I really don't mm, care for it. Sure. But mostly just due to Team Flair and the storyline. Team Flair made no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. they were fashionable. Did. Fashion That's, crimes. 
if I wanted fashion, I would just dress myself up and go to cosplay. Like I just didn't care for their mission at all. I mean, and then the mega mechanic lore wise, like I'm really big into Pokemon lore, to be honest. I like how the world makes sense. However, the mega mechanic never made any sense to me because it never explained like, well, it tried to explain. It tried to explain why some Pokemon got mega evolutions and some didn't because the mystery of evolution, right? Yeah. yeah Charizard and Mewtwo got two for some reason, but if you think of it outside, it's just a cash grab. But but, but that kind Mewtwo of Mewtwo were man-made Pokemon? Let, let's not think about it too much. Exactly. And that's the part that doesn't make no sense to me. Like, it just didn't add up and I never liked the mega mechanic at all. So... I was very turned off on X and Y. Now, listeners, if this is a fun challenge because it's something I try and do annually just to keep my Pokemon brain going. How many of the Kalos gym leaders can you actually name without looking it up? Because I think people who watch the anime might remember one, but that's only because he was a traveling companion. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Negative. And that's that's my big issue with Gen 6 is I love it. I love it so much. I, I, I national decks that like I have done since Pearl with all the games. I I started breeding. I got my first shiny. That game was a Froakie through eggs. Mega Kangaskhan was so powerful in the VGC. It's why I stepped into VGC for the first time. But the gym leaders are just forgettable. Like who remembers that Viola was the first gym leader or that Grant was the second gym leader? Like, I thought upright base was a lot more difficult than viola. Do, do I need to go downstairs and get my viola? Like, <laughs> don't, get, don't get your viola. I won't recognize it anyway. But like, it, that's the biggest issue with me. Is like, someone's like, "Oh, do you remember Jim Leader Wolfric?" Yes, actually, I remember Wolfric. But Wolfric? like, who remembers Wolfric? Like, Chris. nobody. I mean, not not out of the air. Like you mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, sure. But, but I like if I like, said, oh, what's yeah, the we'll... name of the psychic gym leader of Kalos? I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. No clue. But like the gyms were beautiful. Like the puzzles were beautiful. But for whatever reason, after Black and White, where the gym leaders showed back up at the end of the game and the gym leaders in Black 2, White 2 were some of your friends from the last game and remixed, it just, they missed something with the gym leaders. They just sort of were there. And I don't know what they could have done differently. But that was, I think, their first misstep was the gym leaders just didn't do anything once you beat them. Well, then it's also tough for me because I think about when that game came out. I'm an adult at that point. So I've tried to be fair as much as I can with Gen 6. And for it just didn't fit with me. That's just the honest truth. Now, there's some generations that I did enjoy. Now, before we leave Gen 6, Aras is Bay. Love Omega Ruby, love Alpha Sapphire, I love what they did with the games. Oh yeah. But outside of that, I can leave Gen 6 alone. I really have never been motivated to care for them too much, unfortunately. The Pokemon they added, though, now they're memorable. That's the saving grace of Gen 6. Mm-hmm. I love me a Ghost Sword. Oh yeah, Aegislash. Yeah, Gen 6 has got some very memorable Pokemon uh, designs, but I don't love them from those games. I love them in other games. That came after. Well, they only had three. Gen- they only had three legendaries, right? Plus three mm. mythicals, but their mythicals didn't really play into the yeah, story. Yeah, Zernus, Avelta, and uh, Zygarde. That's it. They didn't have any legendaries besides those three. They yeah. had Mega Mewtwo in a cave at <laughs> the end of the count. game. Well, yeah. No, uh, the whole yeah. Zygarde thing really threw me off. Like that felt so a- alien, I suppose, for lack of a better word. But it just felt very out of 
out of touch from Pokemon. It was very strange because now looking back, Zygarde makes a lot of sense and feels a little bit better, although I still maintain it would have made a much better Digimon. Um, but, <laughs> but like stuff like that in those games just didn't feel the same. Like the allure of the mystery of, of the unknown in Generation 2 was mm-hmm. much more compelling to me um, than any of that Zygarde stuff was in Gen 6. Well, no, I agree. And Zygarde I was wasn't... elaborated in Gen 7, which, you know, it, it says a lot about where they were at as a company at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think they had much of a direct... I think they wanted to do something different with the Mega Mechanic, which I get. It just it just didn't fit with what Pokemon's always been about. But yeah. I understand why they were trying to branch out of something that was normal that they're used to. I yeah. will say the cinematic at the end, when you finally battle the evil team leader who if you haven't played i'm not gonna spoil i guess and the um, spoiler from 10 years ago really dude <laughs> it's pokemon fans and just that cinematic sequence with the Veltile or xerneas is just beautiful as the beam shoots out of the ground and the other my favorite plot point is the fact that one of the elite four members is a member of the evil team and that was just like my favorite plot twist at the end of the game they just show up and say don't oh even you beat our that. team it's like a big memory for me is like the fire elite four member was from team flair so yeah so eventually you know sun and moon comes out and i love those games but then the follow-up games didn't really do much for me because i found out they were the same skin and then that's when i took a break from pokemon main series for a bit because then pokemon okay. Go also came out around that same time and at that point we're talking 2016 2017 you know 2016 you know pokemon go craze is going everywhere i'm out with some friends at a park people are you know, you know, you all have heard the stories, you know, everybody was just playing Pokemon. It was so much fun to be able to walk and socialize. And I was looking for something to be more active and to be able to, you know, make friends through Pokemon. Because I never really had that outside of that brief period with Gen 5 with the friends in college. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then, you know, 2017, me and Chris, you know, we've talked about it to where I went to GoFest 2017 Chicago. If you know, you know, it was a good experience. Hopefully it never repeats itself. <laughs> good, good experience. Great experience. But I love that uh, Pokemon Go just really opened up some friendships that I never would have made, especially when raids came out, you know, with the legendary raids. I met some people that we never would have crossed paths without it. And, you know, of course, as the game has progressed over and over and I've played Pokemon Go in so many different ways it's always just fun to be able to connect with people just over Pokemon. Like I'm a Pokemon nerd. If people haven't figured it out, I played nonstop. I've never taken any breaks, but that's why I love the franchise. And that's why I like to do that with my podcast. I like to talk more Pokemon. I like to be able to learn like, why do y'all play Pokemon? Why do we play Pokemon go? And that's the fun part that I enjoy doing. Yeah. And I feel like you've actually, you've actually transitioned to the next question uh, for us, which was, you know, with all this Pokemon in your, in your rear view, and also, I suppose, in the, uh, in front of you, um, you know, with, with the decision to make your podcast, what was your motivation there? And I, you, you already started to share a little bit about like, you know, getting to know other people, what their story is, because your story is, you know, important to you. So their story must also be important. And it, why wouldn't you want to hear it? <laughs> right. So <laughs> beyond that, though, like, uh, can, can you kind of just walk us through or talk us through uh, as the Pokeball turns, what it is, what it started as and what it is now? So as the Pokeball turns, I've always wanted to create content. Um, the big part problem was video content is king, and I acknowledge that, but it's very competitive. And I was a bit older. I don't have as much time to really 
try to learn and dabble into things. So it would take me, for example, you know, when I tried to make a YouTube video for Pokemon, it took me three weeks to make a four minute video. And anybody who does any type of YouTube is like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the hard part. Cause I just, I really always wanted to create something. Um, Pokemon story is actually a little bit of fun fact. It was actually supposed to be originally, I was going to write Pokemon fanfics and I was going to try to make somehow apply that to YouTube. Never could really figure that out. Plus I just didn't have a passion for it. So that kind of died out. And then I did uh, Pokemon plushies. I collected Pokemon plushies for a bit and I would try to take photos out in the real world with them where they would be at kind of thing. Oh, that's fun. It was a lot of fun, but it's also weird being a 20 to 30 year old man with plushies trying to take photos. So it's only weird if you say it's weird. (laughs) It was weird for me. So I never felt comfortable doing it. So that died out pretty fast and I just was stuck. I didn't really have a creative outlet and I it was during the pandemic, I found a podcaster called Strong Opinion Sports by Zach Schalmer. And I loved how his takes were to where he was very honest about sports and about like what he was analyzing. He would admit he was wrong, which was like revolutionary. He's like, whoa, whoa. this guy's opinion is wrong. <laughs> I mean, because, you okay. know, if you, watch the, if you watch the mainstream stuff, you don't see that at all. But for him to be as honest as he was, I always enjoyed watching it. Now, at the time, I didn't know I was watching a podcast. I just was watching a YouTube video. And eventually it's like, I found he's a podcast. And I'm like, I can do that. Like I, for the first mm-hmm. time, I felt like I saw what he was doing. And I'm like, I can do that a little bit. And it became the question. It's like, what does it take to make a podcast? And I started diving into it, watched some videos. And I was like, I can do this stuff. Cause I was familiar with audacity a little bit. So I was like, okay, I can edit. I can actually edit audio compared to video. <laughs> it's a lot more easier. Yeah. So of course the big question comes like, well, how do you know, what kind of podcast I want to make? And you know, the biggest Suggestion that every podcast thing, if you ever look into it, is make something you're passionate about. So I was some things that I was passionate about. Pokemon was being one of them. And that's kind of how it started fleshing out a little bit to where I was going to do Pokemon. And I was like, I'm going to do Pokemon Go because I'm still playing it pretty heavily. You know, I played this game a lot. Now, what can I do about Pokemon Go? And then that's where the idea came about to where I wanted to do an interview show because I noticed when I was looking around the different podcasts, there was two problems. One, you have to have a platform if you want to share your story. And there wasn't really a place for people who aren't content creators, who have given their time and their dedication within building a Pokemon Go to share their story. There wasn't, at least from what I could see. And the other part was the game was at that point five, six years old. There was the other problem to where you think about the older uh, creator, uh, content creators, trainer tips, Mystic Seven, you know, those people. You know, how, if you were to ask a question like, what's their origin story? Like, how do they get to where they are now? Could you really answer that if somebody knew was coming in? And I was like, there's a potentially an opportunity to be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted my podcast to be about people because I felt that it was needed. And it was something that I felt like you could do in so many different ways. Because I think about my journey with Pokemon Go. And it's so different compared to what other people have experienced. And that's kind of how the idea started. Now, unfortunately, my podcast didn't start that way. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, I didn't have a mic presence. I wasn't comfortable being recorded. And that's when I started like, okay, I need to kind of get used to the mic. So I did a news podcast for a bit. That's when I started covering the news. Kind of what you see with GoCast, you see with Lured Up, everywhere else. I did it my own way. 
Now, the hard part was I'm one man. <laughs> I'm only one person. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's one of the most striking things about your show. I mean, b- besides the fact that you're highlighting people that that more often than not are, you know, missing as far as representation is concerned on other platforms. It's not like you don't have content creators. I'm like, I've been on Lachlan's been on. Actually, I'm pretty sure everybody on the GoCast team has. Yeah, everybody has been yes. on your has been through your show. Um, but you also highlight trainers that are like notable community leaders that don't necessarily make content, but have existed in the space for a really long time. And like, that is something that just doesn't happen with the other shows. And, and like you said, you are a one man show, even though, you know, you have guests on all the time, but <laughs> like, like, like to me, one of the more motivating things to like, keep going is knowing that I have somebody else that like wants to do it. And if I'm like, I'm not feeling this week, like that person will be disappointed. You know, mm. Kyle likes to record. I'm assuming Lachlan likes to record. Sometimes. <laughs> I think he would have stayed in retirement, you know? Like, <laughs> Look, but, I, I you know, like my casual. Like, instead of full-time, I'm liking this casual. Like, I'm yeah, just this, on the like, side. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. Um, it It's it's just kind of remarkable to me, I think, like because you, you don't miss weeks, you know? And you've been at this for well over a year. Gosh, mm. a, year and a year and a half yet, or no? No, it's just been a year and two months. Year and two months. Yeah, we okay. have we have rotated. We have rotated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it, I I think that the level of dedication and motivation that you must have in order to keep that going is is really admirable, um, considering you are one guy. Yeah, it. A lot of it, it didn't happen overnight. I had uh, imposter syndrome pretty of badly course. early on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And. I was trying to do too much early on. I tried to do three episodes a week, I think. And that was way too much. And then eventually I just kind of struggled trying to under- be comfortable being with a podcast host. I took mm-hmm. a bit of a break for a couple months. And then I think it was around GoFest, actually. Because I think that's when I met... Yeah, I met you in Lachlan. I met Lachlan in Seattle, right? Yeah. Yes. It was Seattle. Yes, yes. Where I went to America in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, that is but it, was that, but it was that experience in Seattle to where I didn't want to play the game. Like, I didn't want to play Pokemon Go. I wanted to just experience it. I didn't want to look at my screen because that was the first GoFest we had in two years because of uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I, it hit me. I was like, there's people here who are having stories. This is their first time. And where can they go to say it? And, and then think- that's when I doubled down on the Trainer's Eye segment. Because at the time I hadn't done it, and I was like, I need to have a guest. I need to start doing this. I need to do it now. And I think that's what a lot of people who haven't been to a GoFest don't quite understand. Like you're flying all this way, and you're not playing hardcore the whole time. But once you're physically there, and you're talking to people, and you're interacting with people, and you're seeing these groups of people walking around, having a good old time, sharing their stories, that's when you understand this game is so much more than actually playing the game. It's like yeah. tennis. Like you're going to play some tennis, but you're going to have a chat with your doubles partner. You're going to sit down afterwards and have a couple rounds of water. And do you like that, Americans? Water is that nice? Is that <laughs> is that triggering to anyone on the listing end? Water. So you'll, you'll have your water. Water burger. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored, but you'll you'll have that as those experiences, and you genuinely don't know that that's going to happen until you get there you start off hardcore but you look up from your phone and you just have a chat with someone 
because maybe the special research will say trade with the Pokemon. So you find someone to trade a Pokemon with, they'll make a new friend. Yeah. And then in Seattle, especially, they had those raid tours where content creators were leading the charge around these amazing hills. <laughs> oh, God. Those hills, man. The hills those were hills alive. Had, those hills had eyes and it was mine on the ground. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I would be okay if I never. I love Seattle. I want to go back, but I never want to have to do that amount of walking on those hills ever again. <laughs> so, but those experiences you genuinely don't understand until you're boots on the ground i had people when i got back to australia saying you only got this many shinies but that's like a community day for you and i'm like yeah i i stopped playing for a bit and i looked up and took in my surroundings and that's something which i really hope people take away from this because i know people like we had cricket on our first episode people will say oh well she goes to all of these events but catches four shinies and i'm like but if you see her at these events she is the life of the party. You want to be around cricket. And that's the sort of atmosphere that we need uh, from these live events. And that's what, by bringing attention, having these conversations with these community members, you can really highlight that this game is not just about the hardcore grinding of it. Yeah, I think it's easy to kind of get lost in that. And that's kind of the part that I love to highlight. I like to highlight the experiences. I like to highlight the communities and what they do. And it was just that experience would led me to try to find who I wanted on the show. And I started with my local group. I started with the people who are leaders who I thought like had a good story. And that's how I've done my guests so far. Like I don't pick guests based on followers or how much views they get. Cause I mean, it has a place. I'll admit that it has its place, but I don't want that to be the main drive of why I have a guest on the show. That's just never been mm-hmm. me. Like yeah. I have more fun highlighting a guest who you may never hear about again. Like, I enjoy that. Like, for example, my recent episode, the guy uh, overcome drug addiction with Pokemon Go. How could I not want to highlight that? How could I, where could he go? And I get to highlight that story on my own platform. And that's what I take more pride in is like, as much as I love to have the big guest on, don't get me wrong, I love to have you on. For sure. Yeah. I well, like to be able to. Guest, so. You that's are fine. a big guest, Lachlan. You are I'm just podcast. tall. That's all You're I am. You're taller than tall. I am, yeah. <laughs> Maybe big guest is the wrong uh, word. It's more of the ones who don't have a platform. Because we have a platform. We could share stuff and people would listen. Yeah. But other people, if they don't have content creation, they don't have a place to go to. And I wanted to be that spot for As the Pokeball Turns. And that's what drives me to do what I do. Because it's I get to release an episode every single week about Pokemon. Primarily Pokemon Go, but we talk about Pokemon too. And that's so much fun because each episode's different. I don't know what to expect from every guest. And that's what I enjoy. I get so much joy out of it. Like, I don't feel like I'm really doing work. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, editing is quite a bit of work. But I get to relive the conversation, actually, because I don't remember a lot of the stuff that gets said when we record. I don't. Yeah. I, I relive it when I edit it. And I'm like, oh, I remember this part. I remember when he said this. And I'm like, oh, we're going to get to the good part. I get yeah. to listen to it. So can I ask you, and this is possibly an embarrassing question. It is for any podcaster. But sure. when, when you re-listen to yourself telling a joke, do you laugh again at your own joke? Because I'm uh, super guilty of that. <laughs> Depends on the joke. Some some I do. I'm like some was like, why did I say that? So why did I say that? 
And then sometimes the worst one is like, I wish I had said this instead, you know? Sure. Let yeah, me just no, yeah, jump in a different conversation. Haha, <laughs> I've solved it. <laughs> now, speaking of your ability to, to dub and bring in um, your content from your larger and your smaller guests, you like to do these little skits. And they can be as simple as this week on PvP Corner. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Wait, what? Like, what? Didn't, I thought I didn't. Yeah, didn't you have your your your, uh, your, your dogs right? For, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Something for fishing. Yeah. Something for fishing. Exactly. Parking, and it is. <laughs> it's just not what you'd expect. <laughs> so, like, where does this this skits and the um the random segments you add in a sort of not filler because you take a lot out of the original conversations and keep the good stuff. But right. what, what are you bringing when you're bringing this extra content in? Um, and where do those ideas come from? Where's that humor uh, base from? They come from three o'clock in the morning, wondering why I'm not going to sleep at night. <laughs> my man. That's right. <laughs> but honestly, so my dogs, they're kind of my family. Um, I'll be honest. Dukes is sleeping behind. For those who are on video, you'll see Duke sleeping. Hey, I always say he's in charge of making sure we get walked, and uh, Layla is in charge of making sure we get fed. Or oh, I'm sorry, the other way around. Dukes is making sure we get fed. Layla makes sure we gets walked because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'd be in my room the entire time. Uh-huh. But for the GoCast episode specifically, I was a big fan of epic, epic rap battles of history growing up. Oh sure. And Nice Peter did an interview talking about how he would research the uh, characters that he they would do for the rap battles. And he always says he has he had three levels, I think. He had the ones where everybody would get it. He had the ones for those who, you know, uh, yeah, one for everybody would get it. And ones who were really big fans of those characters would only understand. And I wanted that for my own podcast because, especially, this is more for the ones who have a platform. So, for example, GoCast, Lured Up. They're probably the big ones I've done this for, even Waylords to a degree, actually. Um, for GoCast, what's GoCast without PvP Corner? What's their story without it? Uh, em- embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody but, ever asked a PvP question. <laughs> right, but that was the thing, though. It's like yeah. I wanted to be able to include that when I had you and Kyle on. Because these, some of your fans are going to listen to the episode. They're going to know about PvP Corner. What's an episode without somehow including that? And yeah. I thought of the as like, what if we include a PvP corner? I was this close to actually doing DeFi's and Fish's. Yeah, I did actually. I used their, vo- their voice. And I think I did it for the teaser. I can't remember. And I was like, I want to include that because I know the people who are diehard fans for GoCast, they'll understand that. Mm-hmm. And I would hope they would appreciate that. Yep. Now, of course, I couldn't have DeFi and Fish on the heater because I wanted to keep it a surprise. So... When I need to do that, that's when I include my dogs. And <laughs> that's why I include it. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Fish and the Heater and DeFi can't be here. But today I have Dukes and Layla. Dukes and Layla, say hello. And then <laughs> I would include the sound clip for them. Mm-hmm. So in the way, they're kind of also part of the podcast. I did the same thing for Lured Up, actually. Because Lured Up, I did a skit to where I had already recorded all the other podcasts. I did Way Spotters. I did Purified. I did Special Conditions with Adam. And I know at the time Justin wasn't there. And I wanted to acknowledge that. So I had to point to where, if that episode, if you listen to it, I had the guy twisting the radio and I did the intro song. Yes. For every single 
yes. podcast that had been on the Pokemon Professor Network up to Lured Up. And then I think that's when I, if I remember correctly, I did a kind of interlude. I copied Ken. I tried to copy Ken's voice. He talks fast. I could not keep up. Yeah, he did. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> well that, he's from, he's from, that's he's from Jersey. It's that's Jersey. Jersey, yes. <laughs> so I had to modify it to where I'm saying it and me coming in and out. And again, that's another part that people only who are big fans of maybe Lured Up or the Pokemon Professor Network would only understand because, again, it's just adding the small details that hopefully the people who do listen appreciate. And that's what I try to do whenever I have the big guest. Not always successful, but I do try to keep that in mind. I think I messaged you after listening to your sequel to the, the, the Raid Bus. And after listening to the sequel episode, my brain simply just started singing, the raids on the bus go down go and around. down and down, <laughs> down and down and down. The raids on the bus go down and down all the way home. Mm-hmm. And then for the next hour, my brain was just going through how else can I make bus related puns and rating? And I just started sending <laughs> you lyrics <laughs> way after the fact. But that's that's what I love about your brain is that you understood what I was doing and you understood why you were getting it. Yes, yes. And that was the one thing. So I used to do skits as well. Like I don't I only do them special occasions at this point because they're a lot of time to pr- uh, produce. Sure. So eventually yeah. I just did the, I try to connect each episode to certain guests. So for example, I think for Chris and Kyle, I connected DeFi and Fish on the Heater because they were on the episode or they were on the podcast way back when. And it also addressed the issue that I found that I knew was going to happen is that eventually I'm going to get to the point to where I'm going to have so many guests that people are going to forget that I've had them on. And that's kind of how I remind us like, hey, I've had these guys on if you haven't heard it before. Mm-hmm. The little that's what ad, I try to do. Yeah. Add plugs for past episodes, which I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this, here's a related um, episode. It's really, really smart because another really um, important selling point of your show is that because it's not based in news to begin with, uh, your show is is 99% evergreen content. So you can go back two, three, four years later and it'll still be a fun listen and, uh, you know, more often than not fully like relevant, <laughs> you yes. know, and, and up to date. And so that's really cool. You have a, you have definitely a step up, a leg up in that scenario compared to the rest of the shows that cover news primarily. Rest in peace, the Silk Road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And that was the other thing was... That's actually how my interviews have changed over time. Because in my opinion, if you listen to actually Lachlan and Chris's episode, they're entirely different because I've learned how to. Before, I was very hesitant to include a lot of the Pokemon stuff for Lachlan because Lachlan's a huge Pokemon fan. But if you listen to it, we didn't really dive into as much Pokemon as I normally do. If we ever have to do a second rotation with Lachlan, it can just be two hours of Pokemon. <laughs> do a do a three hour episode and have both of us on at the same time. There we go. There we go. <laughs> no, three hours and talk. Hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I always tell my guests. Like I told y'all both, like I talk as much as you want. I tell all my guests, don't worry about talking too much. Talk as much as you want. I'll edit it out. So don't worry yeah. about it. And yeah. I tell that to every guest. I'm like, hey, talk as much as you want. This is your show's about you. Let's highlight who you are. That's a good move, but I got to say, and I know Lachlan's in the room, you got to defend yourself sometimes. You got to be cautious who you tell that to. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Pokemon Emerald. Nice. Leaf Lachlan is a, Lachlan's doing a little bit of show and tell with some with some uh, classic Pokemon for the video games on the video for the oh. video list, uh, viewers. Actually, right real now. quick. So this Pichu yep. actually, 
I okay. have. Yes. So when I was doing my uh, solo show before the uh, before I did interviews, I had to figure out how to talk, right? Because I, I like to joke around. And it's hard to joke around when you don't have a feedback. So yeah. I used to talk to this Pichu all the time. For those who have heard. So I would always talk to this Pichu and talk to the news. Say the news to it. So that would give me the give me over this whole mic thing. Yeah, it, it is definitely like an acquired like skill, like mindset. And you're like, oh, who are you talking to? And even when you have somebody else to like bounce off of, like you are talking to a third party that is not there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like when Kyle and I present news on the show, like it sometimes we have to like explain things that we both know. And that's just part of the flow, right? And so I think that's brilliant. Like so you have had a co-host this whole time. They've just been a silent co-host. He's been a silent co-host. Yeah. And then Dukes was okay. my Dukes was my interview uh specimen while I was trying to get better at trying to ask good questions. There you go. He was my practice buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, okay, so you you had a uh, sort of like a slogan sort of like tagline for a while, which was 52 guests over 52 weeks. Yes, 52 weeks, 52 guests. Yes, sorry, I had that backwards, but that's the idea. And that idea has come to its completion? No. How close are you? Uh, at the end of the year, I'll be at it. So 52, I guess, you're not the first person to tell me that. I've had other people tell me. So 52 weeks, 52 guests was two, two things. One, how the hell am I going to find 52 people to come on this podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a concern for me because... I'm not an established brand like you or Lured Up or Incensed. I'm not a content creator like, you know, think of Trainer Tips, Cricket, and other people. And and it was hard for me to really fathom that people would come on the show because I'm kind of unproven. Like, okay. You know, and then I always worried, like, what if people, I don't, I get to a point to where I don't have a guest on. And that always concerned me a little bit because this doesn't stop. And that was part of it. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna commit to my audience. Whoever decides to listen to the podcast, I'm going to at least find 52 people. Even though I have to get my dog to interview an episode. That's how there you go. Out. Yeah. I think people would people would be there for that. Absolutely. That yeah. would have been a good April Fool's episode. Yeah. If it falls on Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of the idea behind it. It's like, okay, I can do 52 people. Let me get through this. Because I hadn't been consistent before because I took the break. The other part was, I can only interview 52 people. That's not a lot. And that's why I'm hesitant to have repeat guests because it takes a spot away that could potentially go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's that's the where the double entendre is. It's like 52 people I got to find, but 52 people, I only have to find 52 people. I can, that's a lot. That's not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things. So April and that's 1st, kind of 2026 is a Wednesday. Look forward to, as the vocal turns, there the you go. I'll interview, Dukes. I'll interview Dukes on uh, April 1st, 2026. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but by, by 2026, we'll have an answer to my next question, which is after the 52 guests and I guess the 52 weeks at the same time, because that's how it works. Uh, what What's going on there? Do you have an idea now? Because it's, n- it's no longer a far flung situation. This is on the horizon. You can probably see it coming, right? Like what? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna pivot? You gonna do something else? You're gonna renew it for 52 more people and allow yourself repeats? What's going on in your head about this? So it hit me once. I I can't remember when. I think it was I hit a recorder point. And I've made a tweet about. It's it like I only have 10 more guests to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I only, I'm almost done with this. It was. It hit me at that point. Like, oh wow. And the one a the interviews are still gonna go. 
I'm not going to stop the interviews. I love, I love what I do. I cannot not do interviews because there's too many people left to highlight. There's too many stories left unheard. There's some that I still want to interview people. Like there's too much, like I enjoy what I do. That's not going away. The big thing that's probably going to come to the podcast, a, I gotta, I'm going to incorporate YouTube somehow. That's going to be the biggest challenge for me moving forward. Exclusive to the Star Peace podcast. <laughs> the <Pokemon laughs> yeah. going to YouTube. Breaking well, news. <laughs> well, no, that's actually, so that's the other thing is that, again, going back to, I want to be able to highlight the people who don't have a platform. I'm determined to have video for even the episodes that have already happened. So that's why I can't do what you guys do, because I want to make sure that it's standard for every episode I've done so far. So you're going to go back and retroactively add video versions of the shows. It's evergreen content, baby. Why not? I mean, yeah, no, you're right. Especially from and a marketing perspective, that that's that's very very right. But then also <laughs> so, again, you know, I want to be able panicked to... about having an AI duplicate of himself being made by David. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be your me. But that's that's been the biggest challenge for me because I mean I do shorts on YouTube. I do pretty well on those, but. Yeah. If I want to do the full interviews, it's all or nothing for me. Like I'm going to do every episode or I'm going to do any of them at all. So that's my resolve for that. Outside of that, one other thing that I'm going to do is I used to do a thing, maybe Lachlan knows, I don't know how dedicated he was to my old podcast. I used to do a thing called Dex Entries to where I would go over the community Pokemon. And it fit the idea the same way as the interviews. Like what's the story behind what's community Pokemon coming up? It's uh, we just had Timber. So for Timber, I was like, I used to do like a deep dive on trying to understand the social aspects of how they grew up to, how they kind of interacted within their area and how they came to kind of be. So for the two I did, I think I did Starly and Hydreigon. And I love that. And so I plan on trying to bring that back in both video and audio for sure for that. So that's something I'm for sure looking into for the following year. I have a lot of respect for that because we started moving to video when we were well into our two hundreds and I just will not do that. No, <laughs> nothing, nothing doing. Well, see, that's why I need to do it next year. Cause if I don't do it next year, I'm not going to do it the year after. So. Yeah, you'll, you'll quickly find yourself in the same position. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so look I mean, out for episode one remastered go cast podcast. <laughs> i don't i don't want to go back to some no. of those old episodes that's okay once a year i make myself spin up episode one just to remind myself where we oh, came man. from um yeah. and every year i'm like i'm not gonna do this next year <laughs> i've but done you've that got new think... episode ones now you can go back to episode one of the pvp that's corner true. that's true Chris, I, I had to do that for my anniversary episode last year i went back and listened to it it was needful oh yeah it's awful isn't it yeah yeah no i had the benefit of podcasting prior to GoCast, but i remember listening back to my first ever podcast ever ever and it pain 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 in 2010 chris didn't know what he was doing chris you want to guess how long my first episode was uh 26 minutes five minutes three minutes Three minutes—that's <laughs> manageable. You said you couldn't do that three times a week. What are you doing, David? I, <laughs> that's how uncomfortable I was doing. The Today in Pokemon man. Go, there is a spotlight hour. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and just really no, the same thing every Tuesday. I, I feel yeah. like that's just for a further testament to you pushing through it and having such a polished, edited, well put together show every single week now, you know, and that people want they want to come on when you invite them. They're not like, no, <laughs> like I, I was excited. 
I was really excited when you asked, mostly because I saw everybody else getting asked. I'm like, when? When's this going to happen? Like, and that's the crazy part. So I always, I feel weird when people say, oh, I listen to your podcast. I'm glad you finally invited me on. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you listened. But this is kind of, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. What's it's just, weird is, um, what's, what's weird is that despite, despite the goal of trying to highlight people that don't have a platform, I think your podcast as well as appealing to general audience really appeals to people that have platforms because the people behind the scenes in our world are those unsung heroes that you highlight. And so I loved hearing about several of the people that like, I know their names and I don't know enough about them because I haven't got a chance to work with them or, or talk with them for longer than just like a few DMS back and forth on discord or a introduction at a live event. You know, and everybody has like, like we said from the beginning, or you were really saying from the beginning, everybody has a unique story that's worth telling. And so it's, it's almost ironic that it kind of comes back full circle that myself as a content creator, especially am interested in that, you know? And that's why we really wanted to ask you for your story, because the one thing person you can't easily interview is yourself. True. Sounds accepted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And, uh, you know, I, I got to say this, and uh, you're going to be really uncomfortable when I say this, but but you're really humble. Um, and, uh, like, when we met in, in New York. <laughs> New York. New York. New York. New York. All right. So David New had York. had me on. David had had me on his podcast. And uh, we didn't use video. So I didn't know what David looked like. <laughs> All right. I'm in that park for no longer than an hour and David and I cross paths. It was really quick. Actually, it was kind of like out the gate. We sort of ran into each other, if I recall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you were like, hey, I'm David. I'm a big fan of your podcast. I'm like, oh, hey, that's really cool. Really nice to meet you. Thanks for listening, et cetera. And then we just sort of like carried on. I think we walked together for a little while. And then it wasn't until like much later. I got your autograph. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I connected the dots. I'm like. Oh my God, that's David from Ask the Pokeball Turns. And I like messaged you. I was mad. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? How could you, how could you come up to me and be like, I'm a big fan of your show when we are podcast blood? We're family as far as I'm concerned. And I would just, I was, I felt so bad. I was so embarrassed. You just need to wear a shirt, David, with your face on it. And it says what podcast you're from. That's right. <laughs> with all no, exactly. of those awkwardness. I can exactly recommend. Right. I know a guy who knows how to do it. I can give you his number. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I, I just, I just want to point that out because um, you're very passionate about this work. You've done a lot of work on your, on your um, presentation skills, your comfort level, all these things. And then when it comes time to very easily, somebody who would be an easy person to be like, yeah, absolutely, that's right. We are podcast buddies and that sort of stuff. That level of recognition, you don't even want that. It wasn't even a big deal for you. You're like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. I just, that's so rare and I I love it and I think you're great for it. So sorry if I made you uncomfortable calling you great, but... I just had no response, really. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I just wanted to highlight that. Um, and next time, I won't make that mistake again, obviously. Well, I might. <laughs> oh, there we go. You won't have a good excuse. You've had video. You've seen me before, too. Yeah, it'll just be in Hawaii, and I'll be like in full Hawaiian tropical relaxment. I'm like, hello. Oh, my god! <laughs> you here for the PvP. What you got to do. You got to go up to David and be like, hey, I'm a big fan of your podcast. And then just walk away. <laughs> well, Chris, that's the fun part is that nobody's seen my face. 
actually. Yeah. I wasn't, fa- I mean, Lachlan knows who would I look like. And some of the people from uh, Pokemon Professor Network knew, but most people would never see me because I always did no video recordings. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that to everybody. And then. <laughs> Did you have anybody else react similarly to that? Where I was like, dude, what? I didn't. I'm sorry. Let's. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I mean, remember. New York was yeah. a lot. I saw a lot of people that day. Yeah. <laughs> it, those two couple days. A, that was a ton. A yeah. Ton New York was insane. It was like it was the off craziest the experience I've had this year. I was just lying in bed and I get a call <laughs> from a table and everyone's like, it's Lachlan. Put him on speaker. And I'm like. I'm in New York, guys. What are you doing today? <laughs> I've just got out of bed. <laughs> who who called you? Um, yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. All right. It's that elite kind of number, the ones you got on speed dials. <laughs> oh yeah. You got my number. It was John Hankey. He just doesn't want to say it. <laughs> Look, Mr. Hey, Hankey. If you're Sean Hankey, get him on my podcast. <laughs> okay. You got it. <laughs> Mr. Hankey and I, um, you know, we go back. Oh, a whole negative amount of time. But you do go back. There is something there in that equation. Yes. <laughs> zero is an answer. You can you can solve for zero. That's fine. Yeah. Now, David, <laughs> we've got a yes. very important question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Chris and I are giving you the keys to Creatures Inc., where they create the new Pokemon, and you get to go in there for a day, and make your dream come true whether it be a regional variant a new evolution or a new type of pokemon or a new evolution line what is your demand on your one day of work at creatures inc delete all fire types yo no no yo (laughs) they can't do that we're adding to the kingdom we're adding to the kingdom i was just joking We're going to introduce the firefighter type where it's just only super effective to fire type Pokemon and it's immune to fire. Fire's not even my favorite type and that hurts, man. Oh my gosh. So for me, I want a robot Eevee, which would be the steel type. So a paradox Eevee or an evolution of Eevee? No, evolution. I just want it to be a robot though because I feel like that'd be kind of a good steel type. What about the name? Robotion. Oh, I'm not that creative. Robotion, yeah. That's about, I thought Guardian was like Cy- a really good ooh, one. Ooh, Cypheron or Cy- you know, like Cyber, like Cyber, Cyberion, Cyberon, Cyberion. Cyberium, I think, is like Siberia. Siberia is taken. But, you're right. So, you know where the idea, Chris, I know you're a Digimon fan. So yeah. You know, you remember Midi, uh, Metal Gurumon, Metal Greymon? Yeah. I want something like that as a skin. Like, I would want that kind of item, to be honest, to where, like, you give this item to a Pokemon and it gains a steel type. Mm-hmm. And it gets like a whole steel metal coat. I think that'd be kind of cool. Only if it gets to shoot rockets out of its pectoral muscles. Yes, yes. Like Metal yes. War Greymon. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just Metal Greymon. Metal, War, and then War his claws Greymon's too, right? Because his claws would project too, right? Yeah, one of his arms was a robotic arm and he could shoot his hand at people. Yeah. Or flip it back and there's a gun. One of those two. It was, it was a weapon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, yes, I'm, stuck, I'm stuck for names of potential robotic Eevees. I've, I mean, honestly, for Steel-type Eevees, which I'm assuming would be the type here, like the best I've seen online has been Guardian because it's very close to Guardian and it's a tanky type. I thought that was really, really cool. Steelion is too on the nose, but it doesn't sound bad and it feels nice to say. Glaceon. It's, <laughs> Glaceon <laughs> is a... On. 
<laughs> you leave Leafeon alone. I love that evolution. Barbion. Oh my gosh. Barbion. Right, so, so a steel type Eevee, that is good. I mean, honestly, I, I feel Knopf. like you're doing you're doing the 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 Lord's work for a lot of people here because people really want those missing evolutions. So thank you for thank you for sacrificing. Oh, I don't care about the, any other ones. Choice. I just want the steel one. That's it. <laughs> Other ones, forget about them. I'm just saying, you're still doing a public service. <laughs> <laughs> so now, at the end of each of these... Actually, Lachlan, why don't you go ahead? I've done a lot of talking, please. Now, we do have this thing where you like to ask questions, David. We know that. So I do like our questions. first guest, Cricket, had this brilliant idea where our guest gets to ask a question to Chris or I. Now, or both of us. And it can be as unrelated as you want. So, David, what is it you've always wanted to know? What's your credit card information? Oh, crud. <laughs> Let me hang on. <laughs> on a technicality. <laughs> All right. So, my actual question. If you're going to end the world with six Pokemon, which six would you pick? Can I go first? Please do. I got to think about that. You said end the world, right? Yes. Okay. Eveltal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Ditto. Gigantamax Ooh. ditto. Not just any ditto. Okay. So it could be. He's tall. It could be. <laughs> or it could be. <laughs> so that's gen, that's, gen, that's gen one gen two, six uh from gen seven i think we need to bring in everyone's favorite pokemon cosmoan have you seen how heavy cosmoan is just drop that on cities very heavy just use very a bombardier oh to drop the cosmoans on cities so do you need the bombardier then yeah yeah wait could it carry it though it's a psychic type. It can levitate itself. It just needs support oh, okay. in the airways. Um, I think Bombardier is an excellent choice because it can just fly around causing havoc regardless. Noise. I think we're going to get a Paradox Pokemon in there. So Fluttermane. And because I am a sucker for something that's really fun and exciting, I think we need to see just marching around the world as leader of this team of Pokemon. Are you ready for this? Hit us. Yeah. Tynamo. <laughs> you've lost me. Uh, I can safely say you've lost me, Lachlan. What? Why? How? How well, does just, Tynamo... Just flutters around and just whispers in the ears of people and it's like, but Tynamo can disrupt the electrical grid of the world. Oh, it's it's like the influential voices of the corrupt ancient old gods beneath the Earth's surface. But it doesn't is your Tynamo. So ah, like our cell phones. <laughs> you know what? I uh, I really respect that. That's good. That's good. Um, geez. Okay. For myself, um, Dynamax Eternatus, and I think that's it. No, I'm just kidding. That would be a, uh, an acceptable answer, though. Um, but uh, Eternatus, I'm going to stay away from special forms. Um, Eternatus, for sure. I think I would also like to take Darkrai, Giratina. Um, no, well, Giratina, you don't need the, the forms. 
He can yeah, just, just get he can, he can hold that Grissius orb, or he can just drop it somewhere. Yeah, that's my job. That's my job as the, the referee, the coach, the, the handler, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, I think got that's that three. Lucky egg going. <laughs> that's three, right? Yeah, that's, that's three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, beyond that. Oh, gee. This is where it starts getting hard because like, oh, I guess Arceus is an easy answer, but it almost feels like a cop out at this point. You I don't know? think he would want to destroy, though. He would just want to pass judgment. Oh, but Arceus doesn't have a say in it. I'm the Pokemon trainer. Yeah, yeah he fell into the master ball. Not my fault. God <laughs> fell into the master ball. <laughs> Tripped, fell into my master ball. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, geez, this is a hard question, especially going second. Um, oh, Kyogre and Groudon for my go. last two. Yeah. Yep. Yep, to get whatever sort of balance of those sorts of like fundamental elements that I need in there too. We've got like, you know, we've got Giratina for the for the Shadow Realm stuff, so that's cool. Um I th- yeah, I think I'm covered. I think I'm my, pa- my base covered. I I my one weakness is I didn't fit Tynamo in, but I think I'll manage. <laughs> well, I would have or accepted Rotom. Yeah. <laughs> Rot- Rotom is cool. Rotom is um, just gonna be my cell phone or, at that or, point in time. Or Smeagol. It just sketches, <laughs> just sketches judgment. I will also pass judgment on you. Dark void, dark void, dark void. He writes, the end is near. It's, it's a smeargle who found the death note. It just can't be stopped. Delete, delete, delete. Uh, I wish to make a comic of that, though. That'd be kind of cool to see, actually. Oh, my gosh. Right I also Yeah, like the, the crossover we didn't um, know we needed. Everyone's favorite Pokemon missing, though. Just uh, yeah. out reality. No, I, I mean true. Yeah, I mean true though. Yeah, that's the the like the hallucinative uh, Pokemon that everybody sees. It's like the man with the hat that everybody sees in their night terrors. That's missing though, but in the Pokemon universe. And David, do you have an answer for this? Because this is a really good question. It is. Yeah, so I would do Grudon and Kyogre for sure. Those two. Um, I would like to do Slugma because oh, of its heat. Yeah, it's he can actually burn through the ground. <laughs> Just if it slides around. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it could. It really could. It really could. Because if you read the Pokedex entries, it's pretty... Uh... It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun one would be Shedinja. Have somebody just carry the back and just point it in somebody's uh-huh. face. <laughs> like, hey, look at this. <laughs> hey, cheese. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um... Gyarados, just because Hyper Beam's everywhere would be awesome. True. And You shouldn't have bullied me in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of is the, the vibe of that Pokemon, isn't it? You laughed at my attacks. I laughed at your corpse. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> but don't you dare laugh at my typing. I know it doesn't make sense. Right. And then uh, Drifloon. <laughs> just yeah. carry her away, the children. <laughs> Yes, your escape. Your escape is so long, Batman. Just like, float away. Looks to be you. Now, if you, dear listener, would like to also send in which six Pokemon you'd like to take over the world or end the world with, you can do so by emailing us at mail at gocastpodcast.com. Send them in. That's true. And you never know. I need to get around to making us an email address, don't I? Yeah, I should. <laughs> and you never know which podcast will bring it out. <laughs> BVP Corner gets this email. Defy's like, dear Defy. And <laughs> 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 
This is what happens when they ask the guy who asks his questions a question to say a question. That's right. <laughs> we end the world. Dearest PvP Corner, please rate this team of six Pokemon for an upcoming Pokemon Rivals. You felt This should be like, how did you get Grodon below 1500? Why is Tynemo on this list? I don't understand. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh, All right, gosh. well, well, David, I gotta say, <sighs> on on behalf of both, both of us, thank you very, very much for accepting the invitation to be here as one of Absolutely. our guests. Um, and uh, I gotta tell you, um, it's kind of weird interviewing somebody who's better at interviewing uh, than uh, I am. <laughs> so, oh no, you did great. <laughs> I I would highly recommend anybody listening. You gotta go listen to as the Pokeball turns, and I'm not just saying this because David is here. Um, but because I have binged hours of it at a time, um, and I can't stop. So I think y'all should probably get on this train as well. He can't stop and he won't stop. Can't That's stop, right. Won't stop, baby. That's right. Slogans won't even hold him back. He, he, he committed <laughs> to that here. So, <laughs> And especially if you found any of his uh, humor funny, it's definitely worth checking out. Like the dry wit. Oh, it's good dry wit. It's really good. The delivery. <laughs> I'm a dry as a Texas summer. There you go. And, it's, and dry as a Texas winter too, right? Aren't those also pretty dry? Uh, yeah, it depends if it ices up or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, where where can our lovely listeners find you though, Hamtaro? Like on socials, on Discord, on podcast platforms? What do they have to search for? Um, for podcast platforms, you just have to look up as the Pokeball turns or look up Pokeball. I actually pop up one of the first ones there, obviously. That's good enough. SEO. Good SEO. Good SEO, baby. <laughs> just as the Pokeball turns for the podcast. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at, at ATPT Podcast because apparently um, as the Pokeball turns is too long to have as a shoulder handle. Uh, for YouTube and Instagram, I'm as the Pokeball turns because apparently that is long enough to where it actually fits. Nice. So. Yeah, you can find me on those two platforms. Discord, you can find me as at Hamtaro or at as the Pokeball turns. I forgot what I have a Discord. Don't look me for Discord. Look for me on Twitter or Instagram and YouTube. I'd be the easiest ways. Not Twex. Let Discord happen naturally, you know? Go the other routes first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> now, I will say this. Whoever took my email at as the Pokeball turns at gmail.com, I'm going to come find you because that is my... Yep, we're going to help you. We're going to spread out and look for clues, gang. I'll just send it me also say, hi. We're going to come with our powerful Tynamos. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> no! <laughs> Can't have Tynamo without... No! A cowboy hat? Where's Tynamo with a cowboy hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where's Tynamo with a crown of the God King costume? <laughs> Tynamo with a rod and a king's crown. Ooh, there you go. Rules. From up on high. <laughs> Give it to us, Niantic. Give us more costumes. Give us what we want, which is cowboy hat caterpillar. Well, we're getting costumes honestly. in Pokemon Sleep. This finally. It's true. Oh yeah, happy Halloween, y'all. This is our I guess our Halloween episode. It depends on when it goes out. Happy Thanksgiving? No, yeah. Hey Give the thanks. Happy Christmas. Happy Australia Day. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Oh, yeah. Um jeez, I got I got nothing else. I think uh, Merry Easter. Merry Easter. Seasons greetings, um, Anzac Day, Remembrance Day. What else happens? Um, Happy David, Martin thanks King so Day. much. Thanks so much for being on. Happy Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys. Whenever later. you listen to this, Happy Day. Bye. Bye, y'all.